A reading from Romans. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hi everybody. My prayer this morning and every time I preach is that through and between and in my words, you will hear God speaking to you, and that hearing God's voice, you will love God's word, and that loving God's word will guide you in doing God's will. Amen. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On this most unusual 4th of July weekend, I think that's a great way to start a sermon. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We live in a free country. We're free to worship God as we see fit, or to not worship at all if that's our preference. We're free to vote for those who will lead us, and then we're free to complain about how poor a job they do. We're free to march in the streets when we're angry and want to demand change, and we're free to march in the streets to show how happy we are with things the way they are, and to show our opposition to changes maybe we don't like. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, we live in a free country. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, we live in a part of the country that for now at least seems to have done better than most at flattening the curve of a terrible pandemic. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, we live in an economic system that even under stress is still keeping us fed, supplied with the basics, and offering at least some help to those in most desperate need. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. On this most unusual 4th of July weekend, I think that's a great way to start a sermon. But having said that, I also need to point out that those words of thankfulness come not from the beginning, but from the end of today's first reading. Those words, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, are the words the Apostle Paul used to end a deeply honest confession about himself and his world. Namely, that even when at his best, Paul knew he was capable of the worst, and that no person, no nation, no organization or institution is ever free from the insidious power of sin in human life. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord was in fact Paul's answer to the question, who will rescue me from this body of death? Who can save me from this life in which neither knowledge of what's right nor even the will and the intent to do it can entirely keep me from doing really stupid 
bad and hurtful things. It's true, isn't it, Paul says, that even when we want to do good, when we want to be good, when we want to do right, to please God and to serve other people, we often end up doing the opposite. Maybe because the right thing is too hard or too scary or too costly to ourselves. Maybe just because we messed up, causing ourselves and others great trouble and pain. And isn't it also true that even when we know that some of our habits and behaviors, maybe even ideas and opinions, are not good for us and not helpful to others, well, we keep on thinking them and doing them anyway. Why isn't knowing God's good and perfect will enough to elicit good and perfect behavior from people like us? Why isn't wanting to do the right thing enough to keep us from doing things we know full well are wrong for us and harmful to others? Well, if you want to know what sin is, Paul says, that's what it is. It's not just doing bad things, and it's not just failing to do good things. It is a power that is bigger than us, outside of us, that has each and every one of us in its grip. It's a power that can distort God's good intent for every person, institution, and idea that exists, and can be counted on to do exactly that to every good thing if and when it's given half a chance. It's exactly what we confessed at the start of this service, that we, each and every one of us, are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We're not sinners because we commit sins. We commit sins because we and all of our customs and systems and structures and institutions are just as captive as we are and subject to that power that seeks to turn all of God's life-giving and community-deepening gifts toward brokenness, division, and death. So, when Paul cries out, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, he is answering the question, Who will save me from this mess I am in and that my world is in? Who will rescue us from this grip of sin, this distortion of the true and the good, this propensity toward wrong and evil, this bondage of the will, this body of death? His answer, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Since sin itself is bigger than us and a force outside and beyond us, so too must our rescue be, our salvation. Learning to do right and wanting to do right are great and they are worthy, but they are not enough. It is only by God that sin's grip is broken. It is in and through Christ that death's power is defeated. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit that the gift of God's creation and of one another and the community that God intended is given back to us. Knowing the power of sin that distorts his own discipleship and seeing the power of sin in the systems and structures of the world around him, Paul cries out, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, the only one who can save me from this mess I'm in that my world is in. So then, even as we shout that same affirmation today, 
especially on this weekend when we join all our neighbors in a nation shouting, thanks be to God for this land we call our home. Perhaps the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves and to our neighbors is to speak that thankfulness with the humble confession and recognition that we see in Paul. Admitting that we and our country and its institutions and structures are all likewise in bondage to sin, subject to the same evil forces that still constantly work to distort and defeat the good in our lives, nation, and world. In a time when we are so sharply divided that it seems that we must choose between either seeking racial justice on the one hand or supporting the police on the other, and when people can either wear a face mask or a MAGA hat, but not both, and when historical figures can no longer be a product of their time and their cultures or manifest the flaws of an earlier age, or just be a mix of good and evil attitudes and actions like everyone else before and since them, it's important that we as Christians use the language that our faith gives us and that our culture so sorely needs. The language of being both fully saint and fully sinner all at once, fully redeemed in Christ, yet also still subject in our ideas and actions to the corrupting power of evil, capable of crafting lofty goals and ideals, but always coming up short in our efforts to embody them. Of all people in our country, we should have the ability to celebrate the ideals of a nation that seeks liberty and justice for all, even as we admit and face the truth that those ideals are in some significant and hurtful ways still not matched, whether it's by our laws, our attitudes, and certainly our behavior. Because if Paul is right, and even the good and right and best of things can get twisted toward death by sin's insidious power, then so can and have the gifts of freedom and liberty and equal justice that we so cherish as Americans. Our Constitution, for example, is a document that was crafted with a keen awareness of the human tendency to corrupt even the best of ideas, even the best of structures, especially those that describe how power gets wielded over human life. The idea that no one branch of government should have too much power, that it must be balanced against others, recognizes the evil that can infect even good systems and the good people in them. So, even as we celebrate our nation and its founding ideals this weekend, we can also acknowledge the most obvious and painful truth that things like deep-seated racism is a sin that still inflicts not only our hearts, but also our economic structures, our healthcare and criminal justice systems. The good that we want for all people is not what we do. Sometimes the evil that we deplore is exactly what we do. The current pandemic has only made that truth harder to either ignore or avoid, much as we may, we may want to try. When Paul says, I can will what is right, but I can't do it. We all know what he means. And when he says, the evil that I don't want is what I do, 
We all have our personal and collective stories about when that hard truth has hurt us and our neighbors the most. So then, who will rescue us from this grip of sin, this distortion of the good and the right, this bondage of the will, this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God who came to free us from sin and give us back all of God's good gifts, including good governments and criminal justice systems and civic institutions to be used as intended to honor God and for the good of our neighbor. Thanks be to God for this nation, this conflicted and divided nation still seeking after unity, this in so many ways unjust nation that is still blessed with people crying out for justice this country with a widening gap between rich and poor that nevertheless envisions a prosperity that all people can share, this nation with a dark economic history of slavery that still hopes to overcome its lasting racial divides and form a more perfect union from the still so deeply imperfect one we have today. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord for the freedom to confess that even at our best, we are not the people we want to be, much less the people God calls us to be, and that even at our worst, Christ came to die for us. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, for taking the mixed-up mess of a human race that we are and rescuing us from this body of death, filling us with an undying hope of a world made new, keeping us from being discouraged and disillusioned when our personal and communal behavior and reality fall short of our best intentions and ideals, and for giving us the motivation and the purpose and the mission to live each day confident of and striving toward a world in which every nation, including ours, fulfills that great promise of liberty and justice for all. Amen.